We're all my children of the light, born in the sinning, but steady striving to do right. My people are warriors, all we know is to fight. Pray, they see God and everything I write here. I think my best friend here. Hold on, let me see. Hey, best friend. Oh, there she is. Let's see. We gonna connect today or right now? Hi, best friend. Are your internet act like Lenard's internet? Is your internet gonna be bad as his? No, don't start. And my internet is just fine. Don't you do me like you do Lenard. You're not going nowhere and sit down. I am just sitting down. I'm just planet. getting some water because I'm sure I will thirst <laughs> in I this conversation. Eat. It's good. It's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you got you looking you nice, know? friend. Oh, I got to go. You even look like you've been doing 15 million Instagram lives. Huh? I say you look nice. You don't even look like you've been doing 50 million Instagram lives all well, day long. Well, That is that glow from a fresh shower. And um, I just wanted to do this with you. One, you know what, Matt? It was good accountability because I haven't really seen you. Okay, you sideways, honey. You have to turn that the other way. Hello. So there we go. Um, and so... My thought was, well, if we set an appointed time to an meet, appointed time, an appointed time that's there, we will <laughs> we will arrive. The two shall gather, and there he will be in the midst. And so and here like, he well, is in the midst. In the midst. And so I'm just so glad that was a genuine reaction. I was so happy that you are here. For those of you who do not know and have never heard me talk about Leonetta. I don't know how. Leonetta is my best friend in the whole white world. And she is um, an amazing human. She is my personal Deepak Chopra and pastor <laughs> and, and head of the Ursha board and um, all of that. And so they want to know why you were late. First of all, Leonetta, that's the question. First of all, can we talk about why you called me an hour early? Well, because they tried to call me out on live. Well, what had happened was, is I'm not that great with scheduling. It is a struggle, and the Lord has, has not delivered me yet. And um, it was just an accident. I think I was so excited to talk to you. I just arrived a little early, and that's all. It's understandable. Yeah, that's all. That's it. I was just so excited to see you. So I want to tell you, I don't know if you saw this, if it's going to be late-breaking news or not, but... Speaking of one of the things that I think we're going to talk about, guess who I'm doing a masterclass podcast with tomorrow? No, I did not see this. Who? Am I supposed to guess for real? Yeah, I guess. Just take one guess. And then Give I'll me go. like a genre or like a sector of work or something. Um, The soprano section. <laughs> <laughs> the soprano section. Karen Clark Karen and Kiara Shear. Are you are serious? Going to teach me how to harmonize <laughs> like a Clark sister. Are okay? you serious? Ooh. Yeah, girl. And so I was in the shower you might need earlier. To tap me in. <laughs> huh? You want me to? You want me to bring you in? <laughs> you might need to. I might. So we can sing just for me. Uh oh, just for me. You man, that song when she had on that lime green. 
Girl, I know. That's what I told him. I said, you don't know how many times I watched Finally Karen. Like, so I was so glad Kiera sounded as pumped as I was. And the craziest thing is like, I was like, I know exactly which song I want to learn. I haven't told them yet, but, um, you know, the last song on the album where Kier, she's like, my daughter, Kiera Clarkshire, and Kier comes out there, Kier uh, Shear, she comes out there, and Kiera, as a nine-year-old or whatever she was, comes out there with the lungs of of a, of a, of, of a 45-year-old saint slaying, like, believers and non-believers alike. Right. And she was, and then when they would go, wherever, 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 that wherever. That was jam right there. You should definitely me. have him sing that. Huh? You should definitely have him sing that. That's what, have to do do what I want to do is do it in three parts. So she's going to say, it will be. And Kiara going to go, it will be. And then I'm going to go, it will be. <laughs> and then it's gonna, she's going to say, when God says, go. <laughs> and I'm going to say, when God says, go. I mean, you know, it's going to be a struggle on my end. But that last note when she said, go. I'm just going to go, go. <laughs> that's, it. that's it but it's so good I'm so excited so Nat please tell me Nat for this special edition of a best friend podcast please tell me that you have watched the Clark Sisters movie I did I just yes! watched it last night okay I so you did it in preparation for the that. podcast I'll take it where are you going now Netta you gotta stay I mean, because the light is this the I anyways. I'm well you got here. the light of the Lord. You so you let your little light shine out. Oh, that looks good. That looks like you're oh, a professional that now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm here though. I'm here. No, come back, Leonetta. I can't keep talking to an empty room. Yeah, hello. Hello. Hello, you on a podcast. Come back. <laughs> come back. You just can't. This ain't no regular best friend conversation. You gotta take me with you. If you gotta go to the bathroom, I'm coming. You can't get up no more. You didn't got up too much. So he said, Why you gotta sit down? Cause she moving around here twirling and stuff. I feel like I'm on a mirror. I'm trying to help the people so they can don't have such a glare in their eyes. They're fine. Okay. They're fine. You look good, your locks look good, you got them freshly curled. Yeah. I did it myself because quarantine. So. Well, what I thought we we could do is mm-hmm. talk about the Clark sisters, and then I was really hoping we could talk through some of our own church trauma. Oh, yeah, church as a trauma. result of because I don't know about you, I was triggered for some of the moments on the Clark sisters mover. Move, did you hear me say mover? That's one good trigger from church. People adding R's on the words that do not belong, but like we really have some church stories to tell. So I'm thinking That's that yeah. first you can tell me. Like, what your reaction was to the movie? And, like, I want to know your highlight moment from the church that it triggered and, like, a trigger trigger from the church that it triggered. And, like, your favorite, <laughs> what's your favorite part? A highlight and a trigger trigger. Just give me your reaction. I don't want to dictate it. Just tell me how you felt about the movie. I thought it was really That's fine. I, I had crazy. no idea. Somebody said Ursher. Exactly. That is a prime Ursher. example. Or Ursher. Go ahead. I can see how it was real triggering for you because you know you went to Kogit Kojic Church. Church of God in Christ. This you definitely is went to a Kojic church. church. So here, let me take the people's heart. This is the church. This is the church of God in Christ. Of God well, in Christ. I didn't sing that song. We didn't no, sing that song oh, in the church. Because you didn't go to Church of God in Christ, and then they used to tell you you can't be uh you can't just join in, you got to be born in. And I was like, Well, if it went through say being saved, I don't know if I belong there. But anyway, I'm listening. Let me hear about your 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 Clark sister story. 
I loved it. I didn't realize their mom was such like beast mode. And then like she was really the glue for the whole family. I didn't really realize that. So that was that was interesting. I feel like I could watch a whole other movie just about the mama. Cause that yeah. I mean, and that she played that part. <laughs> okay. Girl. Like, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I mean I don't I think it's interesting too just seeing I love how the mom wrestled with her own sense of her personal call and then the, being a part of the institution of the church, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's so much about all the trauma that we experienced. wasn't really like trauma walking with Jesus. It was trauma trying to walk with Jesus in the context of a bunch of broken people. Who were walking walking with the praise team was, was the dramatic tra- part, okay? <laughs> it was not Jesus the Christ. It was walking with the members, with the saints. Walking with the members, mm-hmm. walking with the saints. So mm-hmm. um, so I thought that was interesting. I thought the the husband, the abuse, I didn't know that part mm-hmm. of their story. I know. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl, I was ready to jump through the screen. I was like, ah, no. I was ready to jump through the screen when he was like, you're worthless to me. And I was like, nigga, no, you didn't. And then he, did, and then he grabbed him by the chin. Ooh. <laughs> and then... <laughs> pull you close to tell you you ain't ish like he would have met his maker that night and y'all would have bailed me out he would have met but his you maker. know what though i was i was like did they leaving out some part of the story here because the fact that then she was it seemed like she was getting beat all the time and then she was like you know what well we do or we getting divorced and then they was just divorced <laughs> so i was like oh i bet that was a longer journey and struggle for her to get to that point yeah it felt like it needed some parts yeah yeah and then like um I don't know. I had so like I had so many reactions. You know that part of me was like, it needs to be a spinoff because what you laughing at? I was laughing at these comments. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, but stay focused. You got to keep your eyes on the prize, like Jesus. Because <laughs> one of the things that I was like, why? How they cannot like have uh, the Karen Clark, the finally Karen concert live? So they're gonna have to have a Karen Clark sheared spinoff just so we can watch that in the lime green Kojic woman suit. Right. Here's the question I got for you. Tell the truth. Tell the truth for God and the saints. Did you ever want one of them Kojic for real, Kojic lady suits and a hat? Tell the truth. Never. <laughs> Never once. <laughs> I wanted to go to convocation and make so bad just so I could get I ever want the full matching hat, vest, tunic, <laughs> coat, blazer, long this, this skirt. Is, this is the lace right here. Right. That's it. I feel like you had one of those. No, I didn't. I didn't. I I kind of wanted one. I kind of wanted one. You definitely probably Especially because Sister, you know, Sister Laura didn't just have like no church lace. She had a St. John's with sparkles. She had a St. John (laughs) knits with sparkles and it had to go with that. I I was like, now that is high fashion right there. You know what? This reminds me. You know what was triggering in the movie? You remember that scene? (laughs) When she showed up at the house. And the and it, her mom looked down at her and saw them pants and then closed the door. Net, net. That now was here's not the thing. Here's the my thing. church growing up, where I feel like if I didn't have on a skirt, the pastor would be like, "Well, you know, I see you got on these pants, so uh, you know." <laughs> and I just it was too much. So listen here, and the, the pants thing. I don't think people understand. Like if you they went don't. to church, church. This is like a real thing. So in my church, my particular Kojic church, Mount Calvary Christian Center, was more progressive, right, 
there were some cogent churches where there were three things that are going to be required. The first, you bet not wear no pants in the church house. They believe if some of them, I'm not saying this was a church-wide belief, but enough believe that it was a thing. You, if you wore pants to church, not just to church, but if you wore pants any day of the week, don't be caught in pants. No, no, no. You are <laughs> saved. They would say you are not saved if you wore pants. So I was, you know, I'm a little rebel, y'all. I'd be like, where that at in the Bible? Right. But I definitely didn't wear pants on Sundays to church. Now, the yeah. second thing that was required of a cogent church is that chicken is frying during the altar call at the end of the service and fried chicken was made available immediately after. And that, that chicken was good. I don't know how they expected you to, you know, concentrate on getting out of your backsliding ways when chicken was fried. And it wouldn't just be the chicken. It would be the chicken and the real good season, green beans that probably came from the can. It would be the rolls, the church mm-hmm. rolls. Mm-hmm. It was a whole meal. Mm-hmm. So... The third thing that was absolutely required is every Sunday, every Bible study, <laughs> um, every special service that the shout music was definitely coming on. And you better clap on the two and the four. And the two and the four. Let's see if you still got it. <laughs> First of all, I can't because you know what'll happen on live? Your thing will jerk, it'll go, and then all of a sudden, um. one of us look like we clapping like white people off beat. So we can't do that today. But we'll do that in person next time. And I'll definitely... (laughs) I'll shout for you. The church you go to now, do they be shouting still? Nah. It's like shouting kind of old school. Do people still shout out? Does that still happen? I I think that still happens. I think that people, I think that people do shout. Like, I feel like shout sometimes. When I was listening to Karen Clark, because I told you I'm getting ready for my, my podcast. When I was listening to Karen Clark in the shower, my hands was up. I couldn't say a word, so I waved my hands. Right. Right, like that's just worship, but I mean, like yeah. the full on, like. <laughs> nah, I, have, I, I, I haven't, I haven't had a holy run or no shout out because I will just be playing around with it if I'm honest. Right, and that's I know what I feel like most people do nowadays. Yeah, and then the other thing is, can we have an honest conversation about speaking in tongues, real quick? Yeah, let's have an honest conversation about that. Do you ever think that you really ever spoke in tongues? Tell the truth. Yes, definitely. You don't think so? You know that I feel like I heard some tongues that sounded real profound to me, and I tried to emulate those. I mean, I, I definitely have I done that, that too. Holy Ghost. Huh? <laughs> I said I have definitely done that too. Like, let's not be confused, especially in them early days. But now, you be speaking in tongues right now? Mm-hmm. Your church, real white, they be speaking in tongues at your church? I mean, not like really from the pulpit let me hear you let's speak into us go shoulda bought a honda shoulda bought a honda (laughs) 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 but i feel like you don't i mean i bet you just probably don't be talking when you be praying i feel like if you are praying and talking and the spirit hits you Mm -hmm. but i I feel like that's when i get the rock i feel like the rock and the steak face is my legitimate that's your time. He is here. He is here. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he is here. But he, but here's the other question. Like, okay, let me ask you this. Do you remember? Because I feel like we both went through this phase where we did not listen to a secular song. No, that was just you. Oh, okay. Well, it was just me. But I remember one time, <laughs> Pastor Townsend at Greater Glory, Greater Glory, he told the, he told the congregation, he said, 
Um, I love Kirk Franklin and God's property. Do you remember when the church was mad as hell at, at Kirk Franklin and God's property? What was they mad about? Girl, Pastor, yes, Pastor Towson said, how you going to tell Jesus to go? <laughs> Jesus to go because you know at the end of the song they say go Jesus go Jesus <laughs> right? he said, he said, how you gonna tell Jesus to go oh. and then they said they would say there were a lot of pastors not just Pastor Townsend who said that Kirk Franklin what he was doing was um, inspired by secular music and that um, he was using he was using ungodly beats and then we were trying to determine what was a godly or ungodly beat so it just became a thing where you would start to see that so much of it, so much of what was being taught was rooted in fear and legalism. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is like, and you, when you talk about like, what are the real triggers about <laughs> organized religion and church? Like that is exactly spot on right for me. It's like God is at best mysterious, <laughs> undefinable. <laughs> and the more like we, these institutions and, you know, this is what God is. This is how he shows up. This is yeah. how he behaves. This is what he dresses like. This is what he does. This is what his music sounds like. This is what his beats that he has anointed sound like. You just realize we're missing it, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And then, like, the, the thing to me was, like, I got to a point where I, I so wanted to be accepted by you know, the church where I went, which is not where I grew up. Cause my, of course my mom is Catholic. My dad is Baptist. I didn't grow up there, but I went into that church and I so wanted to be accepted that I conformed to things where normally, I mean, all my life I asked why, right? All my life okay. I asked questions of my mom and dad and I stopped asking questions. I stopped asking why I did ask why about pants. Um, but again, my church was a little more progressive there. Um, I did ask questions about what was a godly beat versus a secular beat, but I did not ask questions about selling my entire secular music. You, you did. I remember that, that too. Sold I was like, can to I get buy and sell? Sold it to the buy and sell. My Aaliyah CD, the one in a million CD that now like you can't get back. Like, what are you talking about? This dumbass in here talking about go back to Africa. Your mama hoe. But um, sorry, I'm back being again. Bye. I'm sorry. Um. <clears throat> But you yeah, talking about me don't get distracted. You professional Instagram liver. You definitely you dumb. You dumb. You dumb. Keep going. I'm gonna put you on live and drag you. You dummy. Can we kick this person out? I know he's stupid. But anyway, the point is, um, you know, I just I really I didn't ask questions, and then I remembered. You know what broke me out of uh, the secular the secular music? Um, con con what is it called? Consecration. You know, what broke me off of that. What? Well, the Lauren Hill album came out. <laughs> that was, and I was, like, was in that. Okay? She talking about God. She talking about God. This is spiritual. Ooh, I got to listen to the Lauren Hill album. Yeah, that was good. Girl. So, yeah, that was that was the thing. I, I definitely had some things around that. I feel like um, the things around, you know, what was accepted, like, or acceptable from the standpoint of like, if you could wear skirts, if your skirt was too long or too short and how we had to be covered up in certain ways. And some of that I feel like was good wisdom, but it was, it was presented to us as um, a requirement. A requirement. And I, think, I think even till right now, I have some real hangups around, 
you know, like ways in which my body can be shown or um, what I think about things in relationship and, 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 um, and, and, and sexuality and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And, you know, um, we talk about this all the time. Like there's some ways where, you know, the church is kind of just oppressive. You know, I remember a whole conversation. I don't know if you're ready for this today, Ned, but I remember a whole conversation at church about masturbation. Mm. And I was like, you can't do none of that. Like, and you supposed to stay a virgin, you know, like it was, it was a real, it was a real thing. And I think I'm just now getting to the part where I'm like, a point to where I'm like, okay, maybe this, some of this stuff is okay. And trying to make sure that people are like not held captive to things that didn't work for some person, but because it didn't work for that person. Now right. it's like, right. you know, you can't, right. what's anything. Yeah. Right. What's so. the wisdom in it to keep and then what's yeah. to get rid of. I remember, <laughs> I was just thinking about this this morning. I remember my old pastor, I won't say his name, but he would go on and on about the flesh. I mean, if there was one topic that he preached on consistently, it was the flesh. And he would always be like, you know, it's just our bodies are just a big hunk of stinking flesh. <laughs> he would just talk about like, if you don't bathe that thing, you know, you will start smelling. That's because our bodies are, it just created this whole narrative that now trying to redeem that around the beauty of our bodies, loving our bodies, appreciating them, mm-hmm. honoring them. Mm-hmm. It just is a completely different mindset from all of this idea of the flesh is bad. The flesh yeah. needs to be tamed. It needs to be controlled. It needs to be managed. Right. Which just yeah. kind of messes, especially for women. Right. Because it was like, oh, in our flesh, don't let us be a temptation. <laughs> Don't let us use our flesh to call. And it was always about someone. us. It was never about, to me at least, it was never about, like, we had to have prayer cloths over our legs. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I would hear stories, I have heard stories, to be fair, to some pastors, to some preachers, that, like, there would be women that would come to church and they wouldn't have drawers on and they would sit in the church with their legs open. I think that's a little much, right? And I don't know how true it is, but it was definitely an urgent legend. There was some half us coming to church with no drawers on showing I, wonder, I feel like urban back. legend is right. Like, how many did that? I mean, how many times did that really happen? I don't know, but I know I wasn't doing that. But at the same time, <laughs> the prayer plot situation, I think there's something to being able to, you know, cross your legs so that all your business isn't out. That's, right, right. you know, being ladylike or whatever. But at the same time, you know, if if a man right now, if he wears stretch pants to church, he ain't got to have no prayer cloth on. Full right. nut imprint showing, and he ain't got to have no <laughs> prayer cloth on. You know, exactly. It just it's a lot. So yeah, I think and oh, you want to say hi to Angela, son? Hi, Godson Efe. He, he like, said hi. I don't about? want to come beyond the Instagram live. I understand. He like I do not want to talk about whatever it is y'all talking about. <clears throat> Here was another trigger for me. You remember like the reaction to women, young women who got pregnant out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. So at my church, if a young woman got pregnant out of wedlock, she could not um, have a baby shower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we had a young women's ministry. We had young women of virtue and we did have a passion for purity vertical where we taught young women the importance of saving themselves. But we also had, young mothers who we supported and we threw baby showers for those same young women who, who our churches would say we could not do that. 
you know, and to me, I'm like, that is godliness. That is right. a form of godliness. Like, why are you punishing the child? Because you don't like what the mother and the, and the dad did, you know? Right. So right. Um, that that just made me think of that because I know that Denise Clark, how many babies she had? Charles, they said seven in the movie. I mean, no judgment. No, no judgment. It's just a lot of children. It's just a lot of kids. Especially because, as we have already noted, there were some scenes that went missing in there. So it was like she left pregnant with one kid and then she came back. It was like, hey, came back with a man full of them. It's a whole school bus of kids on the stage. Is she going to adopt some too? God bless her. But that's the thing. So I'm like, we had, we did that. We did, um, I remember, do you remember, so when Young Women of Virtue, there were two things that were triggering, me, triggering for me with Young Women of Virtue. One of them was, somebody came well, You need to tell people what Young Women of Virtue was? They don't know. I said it was a ministry we started outside of our churches. It was like a, a parachurch oh. ministry, which means it's, it, it was an organization that we started um, to provide young women with an outlet to Bible study and do study groups together and engage in community service to evangelize and go hand out them Bible tracts on the bus. What else do we do? <laughs> Feed the homeless, throw baby showers for young girls who got pregnant and needed baby supplies. What else? Bible study. We did sleepovers we for did little outreach. girls to learn <laughs> how to stay virgins. Huh? I said we did lots of outreach. We went to the senior homes. Did you mention that? We did the juvenile. We did We did talk about oh, how we used to be chaplains at the juvenile. We did used to be chaplains. We used to be chaplains at the juvenile, y'all. We've always had a heart for the prison ministry. Me and Leonetta used to do Bible studies with the um, young women and the young men who were in juvenile. I actually am going to try to start doing that again. I want to yeah. do that, too. I was just telling somebody that. Yeah. Yeah. Who said, said, somebody said, hey, y'all, young women of virtue. Felicia Yearby's in here. Hi, Felicia. So Felicia Yearby, you guys. Felicia Yearby actually ran the portion of YWV that um, took care and addressed the issues that single mothers had because Felicia was a single mom. And um, just like an incredible soul. Oh, my God. Felicia Yearby in the building. Hi. Mm. Hi, lady. Hi. Hi. How old is the child? The child got to be old, honey. How old are we? He going to be 20 or something crazy, huh? <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, the point is, um, I don't remember what my point was. Oh, Young Women Virtue. So there was one time where um, somebody came up to me. They had come to YWB for the first time. And they were like, well, this was really good, but I'm not coming back. And I was like, why? And they were like, because I should be doing this. And that's when I really oh, I think I remember that. Girl, I re that's when I felt like I understand the spirit of competition. Mm -hmm. You know, like I understand what it's about when you think you're supposed to be walking in someone else's call, but you just admire it and it might be a spinoff and your gift might be slightly different. But what you appreciate is the convening of a group or you want right. the power of the thing, but you don't want the weight of the call, you right. know? Right. And I'm like, right. I'm or there's saying, this narrative. There's a scarcity mentality that if you're doing it, I can't also do it. You know what? If you're called to do this too, why don't we link up? Cause I already got my going. So why don't we link up and we can help each other, you know? And then when we get to be too big for our, our space, then you break off and do your own thing or, you know, but it's like we have to kind of divide to kind of affirm our own sense of call, you know. Why did, why did Felicia just say Daring going to be 25 this year? 
Good God. <laughs> that makes Please sense. I'm going to be 100 this year, so that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I have a question about yes. the movie. Since we're talking yeah. a lot about negative things about the church, when you think back about... Yeah, we should say something positive about, about it. <laughs> we think back say. about the... We need to evangelize. We need to bring the people into the church. What can we say? Well, yeah, when you look back about the experiences, and not just with Jesus in general or, you know, whatever, faith in general, but, like, the specific experiences that we had growing up, like, when you look back, what do you feel like is, what did you take from that that you feel like is still of value today? Wait, say that again? Dude, Dude, I started eating cheddar bunnies. Right, I miss my godson. So I'm eating his snacks. Oh, don't eat all his snacks. And you gonna come back and I had no snacks. I, I said when I you think them. back, when you think back about the experiences that you had in the church, early, yes. the early church experiences. What do you feel like you took from that? That's still with you today. Let me tell you. To me, one of the best memories is one of the earliest memories, and that is. I remember one of the first altar calls I ever, like, went to. And my pastor, who's like my goddad now, y'all call him Pastor Goddad. Well, now he bishop. Bishop with a spoon. Um, He laid hands on me. I remember what I was wearing that day. Mm. I think this probably right around the time when we became friends. We need to tell that story, too, because these people <laughs> need to know you're not all Deepak and Oprah and Brene and T.D. Jakes up in here. But, um, Pastor Wilson laid hands on me, and he said, you are called to be different. But I remember at that time, and I don't think that's different, like, above or better than in any way. But I took the different... As, like what they say consecration means which um, in the Greek I believe is set apart and what I believe about that moment is that for the first time in my life I felt like my life made sense because there were so many things where I felt like I couldn't do what everybody did or I had to right. go study or I had to read or I had to lead or we had to start a black student union or whatever it was there was always something different that I was called to and that didn't mean better than it just mm -hmm. meant providing a light to a certain pathway or providing direction to people that didn't have it or helping people birth visions whatever it was I knew something before that and I think I was 16 when he laid hands on me and said that but I never forgot it because it was like this connective tissue that all of a sudden formed and I was like I got it I know now wow. that that's what it's been you know right. um powerful and it, it just, it, it has always stuck with me. Um, even, you know, I be dragging the church a little bit, but I'm an equal opportunity dragger. I love, I love the church. Right. Um, but I believe that that is, that was the thing that mattered to me the most. The other thing that I want to say about my extended church family, I think especially Mount Calvary, it, used to, it was called, I think it might still be called the Church of Love. And I had so many extended family members from that church. You know, for the good, the badly, the bad, the, the the ugly, the indifferent, the like the the people who ran the homeless ministry, the fact that that guy came, Brother Paul came out of being homeless, the the people who you know headed up evangelism, and Brother Rank Wayne used to school us school us on the black church and um, the history of the church with African cultures and all. I mean, like just so many 
profound yeah. things. And that, and I think that studying the Bible helped me with reading comprehension that prepared me for like college. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I know some Hebrew or Greek words now. I got a mind to concordance. <laughs> a strong exhaustive concordance. Yeah, so the amplified. It's telling me how to study the amplified Bible. I go get it right over there. Like I got one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I think two things. You got to say something positive. Say three things positive. I know. I'm saying I got two things. Thing. Oh, somebody said Reverend McKinney. I don't know what the point was, but just Amen. Like oh. PT, I love you. I ain't talking bad about one LA. Shout out to one LA because they delivered from church people way. Me and Sarah gonna talk about this too. PT, we love you. Okay, there go okay. Because he in here spying to make sure I don't say nothing too bad to get people out of the church. I want him to go to church, but I was telling people about old church. <laughs> no, we love we love the church. Um, I would say thinking back, mm-hmm. right, when I made a commitment to give my life to Jesus. And I was a part of a small Pentecostal church. And it was like within a week, (laughs) I felt like it was like, Oh, you, you're here. You want to serve. You love Jesus. And I really was, I was like, I'm fired up. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like probably maybe it was the first week, but I would say within two months, I was Mm -hmm. leading the young people's group, (laughs) definitely, (laughs) which was a youth group. I was in Bible study. I was, it was like, there's a spirit of service. I feel like particularly in the black church Mm -hmm. where, you know, if it's something that needs to be done, if it's, you need to clean, I have clean bath, church bathroom, toilet. Me too. I hated that. I hated that. But that definitely make you clean the toilet. You know, and it wasn't even, it was just like, this is what we do. But if you were young and you wanted to lead, there was this sense of you're going to figure out how to serve period. <laughs> and, and you get, and we're given the opportunity, not always, you know, in the most empowering way where it was like, we see you here, your specific gifts, but it was like, okay, there's so much need. It was like, okay, yeah, you leave it. You teach Sunday school. That's great. We have you teach Sunday school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like that cultivated so much leadership gifts and, and strengths and skills because you don't, I don't know, just having the breadth of those experiences because you're still dealing with people. You're still, I mean, probably can think of specific things that hurt me so bad that Mm -hmm. people, when I was just young and trying to serve God and somebody was like, um, oh, so you, you um, in here thinking you're cute and, you know, you you think people are going to come to Sunday school because you're cute or just things like that that just when you're young that are just so That is terrible. Did I tell you that this was your three positives? I know, I know. But my point is, <laughs> but, but here's the positive in that. Oh, yeah. That's life, right? Like <laughs> people are always, no matter what you're leading, people are always going to come at you and have some criticism when you're trying to show up. And yeah. you wrestle how you navigate that, right? Like. It is what it is. So, you know. But you was cute leading Sunday school. You just should have told him you were smart and anointed too. Oh, my God. Um, <gasps> the other thing, I have one more thing that I think this is good. Because especially now. Wait, um, can I ask you this? Did you ever get a quick man tell the truth? No. A real quick man, no. Uh, no. Not like a jerky equipment, but like a, ooh, maybe like a soft, like a body roll. <laughs> this is what I'll be getting. Maybe like a soft quickening, but not like a, mm. Man, some people, I'm like, I know you hurt yourself. 
I know you hurt yourself how you just jerked. I know you hurt yourself. Anyway, okay, go ahead. I'm listening. You, just, you tell okay, me my I was, was going to say, don't you feel like in the black church, there was always an expectation that God was going to move, that God could heal, that God was going to deliver or show up. And I feel like that's not, I realize that a lot of churches, there's not that sense of spirit moving expectation and even here's the thing that i think is fascinating the spirit did not always as we well know did not always heal deliver free people but there was always this sense of god can and we're gonna tarry we're gonna cry out we're gonna let me tell you about tarrying at your church real quick because i feel like based on this conversation you can, you just first, can i finish my point okay can you just, okay you just don't let me forget we gotta talk about your tarrying because he gonna show up and do something at your church i do have a word about that but go ahead because you know what I'm going to say. To be clear, you know what I'm going to say. I love, I have lots of respect and value for the church I grew up in, and I do not attend that church anymore, for the record. That's I fine. Just in case I didn't want to talk some about people. this before we're done, but go, please. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go on with your tarian, I No, no, I want to hear other reasons why you why it's positive without it. negative. I just had to. You don't got I'm sure there's some other ones, but those were the two big ones. Well, now that there's space and a conversation for this, let me just say this here. Do you remember the time? There was a revival at your church that's there. That's there. That's there. And do you know that this man, I don't know where y'all found this man. I don't know where you found him. I don't know if you see him sit. But do you know this man came to the church? He said, sow the seed and sow the seed. Sow the seed and sow the seed. And we were like, we were sitting next to each other like, what? Sow the seed and sow the seed. And I just want, if there's anybody in the comments that has the revelation behind. Is he to say you reap what you sow? He didn't say if you sow the seed, it'll be harvest time. He didn't say <laughs> nothing about that. He said you just sow, sow the, the seed. seed. Oh, you know what it is? It's maybe you just keep working. It's like no, I'm, no, let me get to my let me, let me get to my point that's there. Let me get to my point that's there. Sow the seed and sow the seed. And so what we did is we sowed the seed, Leonetta. <laughs> <laughs> what he had us sow the seed into was a pen, a writing utensil. A How much was the pen? You remember? The pen was five dollars. Five of our hard earned. We still in high school. Were we in high school or college? Then we was. I don't know. We was. We was We was students. We was broke students. Even though Leonetta had a full ride with a meal plan at her school, but we still didn't have money like that. Tell them about the pins, though. Oh, don't you worry. I'm getting to the pins, sis. I'm getting to the pins, sis. So we sold the seed and sold the $5 seed into that pin. And we waited. We tarried, as Leonetta said, for miracles to happen for that $5 pin. And let me tell you about that pin, y'all. Ask me, did that pin ever write? <laughs> Didn't write a thing. <laughs> Didn't write a single solitary thing. Not a single. So we was we was like, oh no, it was not You're not gonna be lying on my goddad. You're not gonna lie today on my goddad. That was some man that leading at his church flew in to make us buy five dollar pins that did not write. Okay, <laughs> that's what I want. <sighs> I know former church for any of. Uh, Rainier Avenue Church members watching. <laughs> Let me tell you. I was so mad. I said, you said sow the seed and sow the seed and the pen don't even write. I mean, my godson's um, cheddar bunnies. He not here. I miss him. So I'm connecting with Ryan this way. Anyway. You should have had people ask us questions. 
Oh, do you guys have questions? We should tell them how we became best friends. Oh, okay. Oh, and then we should play my game. We got to play my game, too. Okay. Do you want to play the game, or you want to tell me how we became best friends? Because it's not good for you, so I'm sure you want to avoid this. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to be real good for me, because we got two versions. Okay. Well, you tell your version first, because you my guest, so you go first. Okay, so for Angela's followers... All of Angela's 400 plus followers. Wait, for those of y'all who just now joined us, this is my best friend in the world, Leonetta Ruth Rose Espy Alaho. She like my pastor, but she could be a heathen. You're going to hear why right now. Leonetta, tell your story about how we became best friends. So Angela and I met. I should have brought the photographic evidence of some of our early encounters together. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, yeah. Go get your photos while I talk to the people. No, I'm going <laughs> to pull it up right here. Oh, I should pull out the good ones. We have some good ones, too. We do have some real good ones. Anyway, okay. Angela and I met maybe in sixth, seventh grade, or at least we knew of each other. We both went to Catholic. Seventh grade. Seventh grade. We both went Already to Catholic story. schools, not the same one, but kind of in the in the same neighborhood. And so we would get together. Our schools would have dances together. And Angela was... Similar to how she is now, she was a popular girl. She was beautiful and she was popular. And, you know, I was how I am now, beautiful, a little less popular. But we, uh, we, I was also very kind and nice. And so I would see Angela and be like, hey, hi. We had a lot of the same friends from different schools. And so there was a point where I, Angela was a little bit, she could be a little bit extra. In the early years, the it's hard to imagine for the young out there. And I just was like, you know, some about this girl, she's just a lot. She does the most. And, you know, seventh, eighth grade, you know, you do there are times where you just, you don't feel everyone. So I was not feeling her. And I just happened to tell a good friend who will remain nameless. because Felicia. <laughs> not Felicia Yearby, though. We won't Felicia Cologne Barnes, now Felicia Reels. Go yes. ahead. Go ahead and tell this. Go ahead and tell it all. Go ahead and so tell Felicia it all. So Felicia and I were good friends. And I was telling Felicia when I was like, hey, yeah, Angela, we're going to all be at Holy Names next year together. But I don't know about that girl. Like, she's just a lot of extra. She's been doing a lot. She thinks she's all that. I did say that. I did say that. I'm sure this is going to be a big point in Angela's version of the story. Point back, please. What did you say? What did you say? She thinks she's all that. I did say that. And there was a little, just a speck of haterism. Just a little bit, though. Yeah, put the glasses on. Put the glasses on. Because you, the Angela that you people know now is saved. She's been redeemed. But the Angela... <laughs> Angela that I met in the seventh grade, she wasn't that nice, y'all. She wasn't that nice. So anyway, I tell Felicia, so what does Felicia do? Because Felicia's on the Felicia's on the friend come up, so she's like, "Oh, Angela, did you call her on a friend come up?" Felicia gonna drag you. I'm gonna make sure she hear this. (laughs) 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 Sure, Felicia. So she she on a friend come up. Mm. So. She goes to Angela's like, hey, you know that girl, Leonetta, like, she don't like you. She been saying that, that, that about you, right? Felicia was my friend. Mm-hmm. So then Angela, you know, she's like, oh, 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 no, nobody don't. You need to be talking about me. You Were know you what? there? Hold on. I just want to run this back. Were you there for that part that you know? No, but I've heard this okay. story. Okay. I know. Okay. okay. I just want to make sure because you just reenacted it like you had facts. Were you there? I mean, Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there? 
Okay. Don't crucify the saints. Don't do it. I was there for the resurrection. Listen. 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 So what had happened was, so then, so then this is the moment, y'all. Somebody somebody knows us. They put our whole holy names in here. Anyway, so. Who is that? So Angela. You went the holy names in Oakland, girl. You're not paying all the way attention. That's fine. So. (laughs) <laughs> Angela calls me on three way. Did you? Did, if people out there know you had a friend that was real shady, if they called you, a this Felicia, up. this who they lines, this who Leonetta lines. Yeah, I love right Felicia now. It's like that's I you love her. I love her, her and I love her still. <clears throat> anyway, so she calls me on three way, and she's like, "So I heard you've been talking about me." So Felicia is like quiet, and she's like the card. And was she on three way, or was she at my house? I don't know. Mm-hmm. She was on the phone. Mm-hmm. All I know is I get a call out of the blue. I think that now we're freshmen in high school. So now we go to the same school. She calls me to confront me with Felicia in the background. Who is she? No, no shame about telling my secrets either. She's just right there like, yep, I, I told all your business. But anyway, they call me and she's like, all this know, extra commentary. I just want to make sure that you know that you're the one that sound extra because it's all this extra commentary right here for some stuff that you I'm never just, heard. You keep me. I'm just trying to tell the story. Okay. Come on, three way. Yes, shady three way. Everybody knows they had a friend at some point to try to catch them on the three way. Well, you shouldn't have been talking smack about the people. Okay. So then what happened was she called me and was like, "So um, I heard you've been talking about me. You said da 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 da." She had like a specific, so I knew I had been caught. I knew I had a, there was a mole, a snitch in the midst. And so I was like, yep, that's what I said. And then Angela, I think she was all ready to come in guns blazing and pull out her uh, new BFF card, Felicia, and be like, because Felicia right here, but she couldn't do that because you know what? I owned up to what I said. Oh, he's in. (laughs) And that was the start of our friendship because no, moral no, of the no, story that, is, that is not where the friendship is. The moral started. of the story That's is, a lie. your friends respect you when you tell them the truth. <laughs> so, somebody <laughs> standing here talking about truth. Angela being extra right now. That's because you guys, you you ever hear a story where you being lied on? You ever hear a story? Is it hard? Is it not hard for you to sit there? And listen to it painfully. You hear this person who has spoken ill of your name talking so positively about themselves and dragging you so poorly. I not, hey, I owned up that I was a little bit of a, just a smidgen of a hater, smidge. And I owned up that I said some things about you that were not favorable. Well, here's the thing, best friend. Thank God for Jesus Christ, because that's who it took to bring us together. Now, let's tell the truth of the matter. Okay, let's tell the truth. Now, this is what really happened, y'all. Leonetta, Leonetta was, um, she was a nice um, person from afar in middle school. And she would, you know, we, she was close to my best friend in middle school, is Candace McKelly. They went to the same school. We hung out one time, but she was just like very like whatever. I don't need any friends. I don't need any new friends. Whatever. That's, like, that's cool. Like I got a lot of friends. I don't need no new friends either. I feel like we good. And then when we got to high school, you know, we both went to majority. I think majority black schools, at least majority people of color schools. And for you know, first through eighth grade for me, when we got <laughs> to Holy Names, y'all, it was like 
It was slim picking. It was a handful of us. It was slim picking. So, you know, I'm Eddie Rice Child. I'm on here like Black People Unite. Like, let's all get together. Like, like by calling them on the three-way call. Girl, no, that's not how it started, friend. That's not how it started. And it's cute that you got this real selective amnesia. But that ain't how it started, friend. I was just like, yo, it ain't enough of us up in here. We got to come together, y'all. We got to be cool. And Leonetta was still very... And I'm talking about it's not enough of us to be not. Mm. This is the kind of situation where black people everywhere got to come together. You got to stand up and fight the good fight. Because I was feeling real lost in that mostly white school. So Leonetta just went with it. And I didn't know what the problem was. And so I probably asked Felicia, like, what's wrong with her? Why is she not trying to be down with the cause? Like, you know, I'm here all the time. And she was like, well, you know. And she told me what Leonetta said. I was like, oh, that's what we doing? Oh, that's what we are? So then that's I called pretty Leonetta. much the way I described it. No, people. I, okay. So then I called Leonetta because I'm like, let me get to the bottom of this because I know you must have misunderstood her. I know she's not going to decide that I think I'm all that. Hell, I know I'm all that, actually. And that don't have nothing yes. to do with how we engage. Definitely. I'm not poo-pooing <laughs> on nobody. I'm not doing nothing wrong. I just feel good about myself. At least that's how I was presenting. I didn't truly feel good about myself. Okay. Now, I also did not like to be, I still to this day, rejection is a trigger for me. So I also don't like to be rejected. I like to be liked, even though I'm not, you know, extra likable. <laughs> did you feel rejected though? Yeah, I did. I, no, I did. I and I'll tell you, I'll tell you about that when we get to the end of my version of the story, which is when I called Leonette and I was like, Felicia said that you said that I think I'm all that and I don't understand why you said that because I don't even and Leonetta was like, yeah, bitch, I said that. What you going to do? She didn't say it like that, but she was basically like, yep. Like, yep. And yep. And nigga, what? That's basically what she was saying. Hold on. This, this is my version. And I was like, wow. But in the moment, the truth of the matter is when you go through middle school. So now this is freshman year. When you go through middle school and people be like, I heard that you said that I said that she said that we said that we said that he said and they said and all that. And, like, people lie the whole way through. So I knew she was going to go, I didn't say that. And then we were going to get along. Lynette was like, yep. So I was like, well, we ain't <laughs> friends. So that's why the part that I have, I respected that she admitted it. But I also did not like that she said that because it was hurtful to me. So for me, at a, at a point where there's, like, literally, like, maybe there were eight black girls in our class, I feel like, who were, like, black, black. You know what I'm saying? Like, black, black. <laughs> I was like, we just lost one. You might win some, but like, yeah, like you, you just lost one. So what are we gonna do? And so seriously, the 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 joke of it is, and I think the glory of the story is, it took Jesus. It really did. Me and Leonetta were not friends freshman year in high school. We were friends. By the time we got to sophomore year, and it was in the fall of sophomore year after we came to know the Lord Jesus Christ for ourselves, right? Okay. It really did take Jesus. And then after that, we were founding black student unions together, and we were ministering people together. Lena, remember we used to fast two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, sun up yeah. to sundown? We was real safe. We would be ministering people at school. Remember somebody's parents was getting divorced. We, we probably still riding on some of them blessings now, child. Like, we thank the Lord Almighty. Thank the Lord Almighty. Like, I mean, thank God for that. Because if yeah. it wasn't for the blessing that we was riding on right now, I'd go to, I'd go whoop this man's ass that's in my mentions right now. But my only point is, thank God for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad for who you are. I don't think that I would have done... I know that I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have accomplished the things that I feel good about 
um, having accomplished until now. I think you taught me what friendship really means, what it is, um, how you're accountable to somebody, um, how you learn to grow with somebody. Like I definitely can attribute all that to you. And I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. because it just, I mean, it's it's just, you've been a godsend. Like in so many ways, like a lot of people don't know, Leonetta gave me like money so I could move to go to DC after law school. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. You know what? I feel like I'm called to do this. And Leonetta sold a seed and sold a seed into my life to go help me take the first step to fulfill my vision. And I think for that reason, like, no matter how many visions you have for your life, Ned, I'm always going to be right there to encourage you to sow seeds to support. Because it's just like you've showed me what true sisterhood and friendship is all about. And I'm just so grateful for that. I am so appreciative of that. And I will just say, you know, also, also was asking me something about my friends the other day, my husband, Osa, and he was, um, we were talking about our relationship and I was like, Angela's not even like a friend. Like we're like sisters. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, so a place of friendship that's so familiar. And I think what people don't often understand or appreciate in relationships, when you have a relationship or a friendship where you can like tell the truth unabashedly, you can have somebody call you out on your ish. You can actually have meaningful disagreement and fights. Like we've actually had some, like we're joking about this, but like, over the years, I think part of what's made our relationship so strong is that, like, we take it to each other sometimes. Or if we hurt each other, we'll tell each other. If we disappoint each other, we can have that conversation. But more often than not, like, you are, like, to the point of, like, what you were saying about being there for me. I can't think of, yeah, I think the way that you have invested in me as a person, the way that you hold space for me about um you know vision purpose like we went on a um uh uh like a wellness trip the other last year i guess that yeah. was and the fact that you facilitated like vision cast and sessions for me the like Girl, you did, so I, I still got people. my notes they right over there yeah that's what i just asked you to show the people i still got flip chart on my wall today of like not just the process that you quote unquote facilitated for me, but having somebody that you walked through enough life with enough ups and downs that can be like, this is who I see you as I, this is who you are. These are your gifts. They can draw the connection and the threads for you when you can't even see them yourself. Like it is a indescribable gift to have a friend like that in your life. And so I love you so deeply. I'm proud of you. Like you make me (laughs) like, laugh like I know you when you try to be funny you're not but just who you that's are that's disrespectful just like, that's disrespectful I'm very funny <laughs> who you are is just like you just keep me smiling laughing um yeah and I feel like your relationship is just like home like it doesn't matter how long we don't talk we can pick right back up we talk a lot but even when we don't it's like there's just talk a I miss you I thought during quarantine we was gonna be talking every day and that does not happen um, that's because you've been talking to everybody on Instagram live every five minutes child. I mean, you know, growing you, you our friendships that is my work I'll be practicing girl but I know um, it's good it's for the people I okay we gotta play my game though. okay hold on game. let me just can I just say one more thing nice okay yeah. <clears throat> I think that um, the thing that I've come to realize as I've gotten older 
is that um, like everybody does not have what we have. You know, everybody does not have a friend, a friend that they have literally journeyed with. And I think that like the most magnificent part of it to me is even from your initial little hateration, you know, we came into a combat or conflict because um, insecurity and ego was battling each other, or like wounded ego was battling each other. Right. And then right. when we could get past that to what was spiritual about one another, we could go and do kingdom things and kingdom build and visioneer together and vision cast and make things happen. And then, like, even when we got through the other side of the church and we still are in church, you more so than me, you want to church board and everything. But, like, even that part, like, being able to journey through what a whole woman looks like, you know, like, being able to, to be on one accord through so many life transitions and changes is such a powerful testimony to have. And that is unique. I don't have that with, a lot, like, I have a lot of good girlfriends. I don't have that journey with anybody. And I say, so you all know, and hopefully can hold Leonetta accountable to this, to Leonetta all the time, what I believe is one of Leonetta's truest gifts is being able to document journeying for people. Leonetta so enjoys, um, I shouldn't say enjoys, is so <laughs> fine with sitting in pain, is so fine with sitting in grief, is so fine with sitting in the heaviness of life. I think she is literally supposed to, at least part of her call is supposed to coach us through that. Because for most of my life, and Leonetta will tell you, I cry and then run from all that shit. Like, I'm like, okay, girl, that hurt. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm good. I felt it. Okay. And she'd be like, no, sit in your sackcloth and our ashes and breathe. And I'd be like, hell no. You do it for me. You got this. Intercede in that way. How about that? You know? Yeah. I was just going to say, it's a beautiful balance, though, because I feel like that is true. And I think you're, that is how my gifts, that is one of my gifts and how I show up. And I think what's been such a gift to me is you are, you are a like, get it done, take action. We're not going to overthink this shit. <laughs> like, we're going to make a plan and then we're going to execute. Right. And I think I can be like, well, let's. I'm just not sure. Maybe we just need to sit or, you know, we need a plan, a thought, more thought through plan. And I can start eliminating a vision before it even, even can come forth. And you're that person that's been like, nope, we're working on it. We're moving forward. It's happening. Um, and that's just been so inspirational to me. So I feel like there's a good kind of yin and yang balance in that, yes. you know. It's definitely balanced. And that is for sure. And then the funny thing is, like, even um, there was something. One of my friends posted, like, for, for people who are cohabitating as spouses or partners right now, how, like, um, they're playing a game right now. It's a cold game of why do you do it that way and nobody wins? That happens with us, too. That happens with us, too. Definitely. Well, you just going to, your refrigerator just going to look, you just going to have your room light. That's what you're going to do? And it's, it's so funny because... Uh, <laughs> We still you know, all the way on each other's nerves and come out whole on the other side. I right. tell people all the time too, like we didn't really, we didn't have no club whole phase. Like we didn't do that. We didn't, we didn't really we, have no whole our phase. club whole phase. We was cooking together. Like so now we really, we really can't cook. Like that's what we should have did on this little podcast. We might need to do a part two and cook part two where we because y'all don't want to see us in the kitchen. We gonna be nagging each other the hallway, but the, the whole time. Why are you using that seasoning? That's don't let us cook, Katie. And Katie gonna be like, you can't use that pot. 
Katie definitely will. Katie will be like, that tastes like MSG. <laughs> She'll be like, that so tastes like MSG. Real. Somebody said, is Leonetta a Libra? No, she a cancel. She a cancel. Definitely a cancer. Her, her and Lenard. INFJ. Enneagram number four. You guys. All that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said fry some chicken like old times. We definitely used to fry chicken. Mac and cheese would be hitting. Yams was hitting. All the we things. Went, this oh, ask Leonetta who's, who, who's mac and cheese her son like better. Ask that. My son definitely likes your mac and cheese better. Mm-hmm. Your mac and cheese is better. I just think it's just too much cheese, dog. Girl. It's, just, it's like cheese makes it good. I use at least, a lot. at least seven cheeses. At least. That's so good. It's so amazing. What are you talking about? Um, it's cold in here now? I know. I got a sweatshirt. Did you okay, see play the game. Did you play see what my sweatshirt says? It definitely says chitlin. I don't want no chitlin. That's nasty as thick. Why are you wearing a chitlin sweatshirt? I'm wearing a chitlin sweatshirt because um, it's what chitlins represents, which is the people making that's lemonade out of lemons. Represent. Chitlins represent intestines from the from the hog. I ain't fooled with the hog since the Malcolm X movie came out. Let's okay. ask people in your feed how many of them eat chitlins and see. Nobody eat chitlins. I got so a sophisticated hard. feed. Ain't nobody. Do you eat chitlins? Chitlins smell like no. I mean, I don't, I've never cooked chitlins in my life. And I this shirt is shout out to Eduardo Jordan from Eduardo. Jim you need something to say chicken on it. Because <laughs> I don't want anyway. no chitlins. Okay. okay. Anyway, okay. so what's the Are game you want to play? Okay, this game is called Rapid Round. It's I love that everybody's just like, no, 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 no. About Not anymore, Aish. 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 Thank you. I'm with Aish. Not anymore. But you know what? Chitlins represent the history of our people. So we're not going to shade chitlins. That's, that's the history we need to leave behind. Because anyway. that's exactly what was killing us and giving us hypertension and strokes and sh- That's fair. We leave them behind or elevate Somebody them. said, I hate chitterlings. I hate all of them. <laughs> slave food. That's not a lie. That is not a lie. That's an absolute truth. Okay, here's the game. The game is I'm going to say something and you have to finish it. And it's based on uh, experiences. And if you decide you want to tell the story of this, of one of these sayings at the end, you can because they all have a story. Some of them I feel like we have already told. So I'll give you a, a, a give me, a give me, give me the quick one that you should get right now. Give what? Don't do it. Sow the seed and sow the seed. It's just like the Bible says. He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. <laughs> and bonus, the Bible just don't say that. Can we please stop and tell that story for just two seconds? <laughs> we were at a gospel concert at another church um, that used to be in the south end of Seattle called New Covenant. And we met, we saw somebody that we, we knew from high school who had, had just become saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, how you doing? I said, I'm good. I said, how you doing? He said, I'm blessed. You know, it's just like the Bible said. He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. Now, Leonetta will tell you I'm not good with the scripture or the address or paraphrasing or getting it right. But what I did know is that was not in the Bible. And I said, <laughs> okay. okay. And we walked away. But that has been a 20-year-old joke, and it's still funny. That's what the Bible said. Still funny. Okay, you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and get... I don't know now. 
We're out. Uh-huh. Gonna get me a Slurpee now. Yeah. I'm gonna Good. get me a Slurpee, a Slurpee now. now. I'm gonna go, 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 go and get me a Slurpee now. You was just Where's drinking an elevator. and get Okay, now. Where's Monique and I get a Slurpee now? Uh-huh. Gonna get me a Slurpee now. I guess I'm not gonna eat all that fructose syrup because that's nasty. But what's the name? Okay, we get it. We're not gonna go get no Slurpees now. We're in elevator. We got it. We got it. Okay. I ride for... No? Oh! You didn't say it right. You didn't say it right. Okay, okay. Okay. The way you were supposed to say it, that was, I ride for a chicken biscuit. For a chicken biscuit. <laughs> I'll let you decide if you want to tell that story. <laughs> wait, wait. I tell this part. I ain't going to tell it all, but I got to tell this part. Leonetta had the nerve, <laughs> had the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> blaspheme a chicken biscuit and this was at a particular time I wish Gene was on here right now so that he could attest there was a restaurant in DC called Art and Soul it's still there Art and Soul is still there but they took this fried chicken biscuit off the menu we were addicted to these chicken biscuits and ginger beers and I told Leonetta in this moment where I was real hungry that I just wanted a chicken biscuit and Leonetta said to me with disgust <laughs> a chicken biscuit and I was so offended because of how much I wanted that chicken biscuit and I said to Leonetta oh you don't understand I ride for a chicken biscuit because I literally literally y'all I was like I didn't really know it was that serious I mean I like chicken biscuits but y'all I feel like she was about to slip my throat behind the chicken biscuit we we almost we almost behind the name of a chicken biscuit almost (laughs) had to come to blows like what are you talking about I'm gonna make you a chicken. Next time I see you, Ned, I'm gonna make you a chicken biscuit. I bet yes, you won't never talk about chicken biscuit. biscuit. I want your chicken biscuit. <laughs> and I'm not talking about no Popeye sandwich type situation. This was long before Popeyes. This is serious. Okay. okay. You ready for the next one? All they can do is say. All they can do is say no. This Carolyn NAACP AXO program in Seattle. She told us the worst thing they can do is say no. The worst thing they can do is say no. So you better ask. Make your request known. Not just the God. You better tell the people too. What do you want? What do you want? It's so okay. good. Ready? Yes. Yeah. Everything ain't the devil. Sometimes it's just you. <laughs> Facts. Sometimes it's just Facts. you. Let me tell you. Eugenia told us that. Eugenia, shout out to you because you was preaching that day. Because we was we were in the choir. The choir's called Shades of Unity. And we were in this season where, you know, we were blaming everything on the devil. Like, you know, the door would creak. That's the devil. You know, somebody, somebody's shoe was sticking. That's the devil. You know, somebody's skirt was too short. That's the devil. No, there's some people making some decisions. And then people was you. Right. You, you lose your work. You're that. always late. That's the devil. That's no the devil. devil. I know that's the devil. It's you. It's <laughs> just you. Sometimes it's just you. It's you. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one is a vintage one. Mm-hmm. You talking to me like I'm... Nope. Give me a hint. I don't think you're saying these um, right. You got to put a different kind of stank on it for me okay. to get it. <clears throat> yeah, get it together. 
This sounds like a mama SB quote. This is a this is a man's voice. It's a man's voice. Oh, I already know. I already know. Here it go. This is Papa Bill. Papa Bill told Lena. He said, "You there? Hello, Net? Yeah, I'm here. I'm okay. Here. I'm this here. is Papa Bill. Papa Bill is Leonetta's dad. Who Leonetta until ten years ago probably would call her dad Bill. That's the first problem. So Papa Bill had to let her know, and he said, "You talking to me like I'm Junebug from Seven <laughs> Eleven? Definitely said that. <laughs> Definitely oh, said oh, that. Oh, you talking to me like I'm Junebug from Seven Eleven? Everybody it's, knows, you know, no here. shade to Junebug. No, no shade, shade to Junebug because your daddy's point was, I ain't no common. You ain't gonna just, you ain't gonna just, right. put, you gonna put some thing, respect yeah. on my name. <laughs> Junebug. He said, what I'm not is Junebug to you, sis. Okay. I love Papa Bill for that. Here's another one. This one is mm-hmm. a quick one. You gotta be on it. That's, that's there. That's there. Yeah, we that's are. There. That's there. Shout out to Chaplain Vera. She said that's there out there. Then she'll be like, you know, we on a podcast that's there. And sometimes, you know, you just gotta have to go down the street that's there. That's and you there. gotta take a right turn that's there. And then right right that's there, you'll see, you'll see the building that's, that's there. there. That's there. That's there. That's there. Um, I think I went through oh, this one is funny. This one, you said this one. My best friend is a G. Hmm, close, but no. Jim. You no. remember that? No. Oh, wait. You said you, it cut out in the middle of your internet. You said my best friend is a what? You were supposed to say the answer. My best friend was, is an angel. Oh, it was. You're right. It was angel. What did you say it was? I thought it was Jim. But you're right. No, it, I didn't say Jim. This was Leonetta's little nasty boyfriend cheated on her. Pastor uh, sons. Oh, you telling it all. See, I was oh, about to tell it all. Oh, you telling it all. So, yep, he was the pastor's son, and he cheated on her. He kissed somebody. That was cheating there, child. Good old days. Oh, but he, he did more than He definitely did more than that. But oh, okay. he did? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well, not the good old days. But this particular moment was not the good old days. But he cheated on her, and then he... Did he come to my house, or did we call him? No, he came. We didn't call him. We definitely... Would we call him so you could run him off? <laughs> Dude... <laughs> You don't remember that? Did he call? I came. I came crying at your house. You came to my house. He came. And to I was hiding because I was like, he gonna try to find me. I don't want to talk. I don't want to reconcile. So I was hiding. Anyway, when he got <laughs> there, I had to let him know that Leonetta is like an angel to me. Okay, like basically told him best- off. They, I feel like he still talked about that. There's his family. He didn't. He told his family, but they all knew about that. They were like, "Yeah, Angela loves you." <laughs> Don't be messing my best friend. I don't play. I don't play. But that was, I, I felt like that was tragic because I do believe, you know, you are the closest thing to an angel walking on earth. I do that's believe so nice that. Best friend. I do believe that. And that's why I'm like very protective. For people that don't know, I do not play about my friends. You do not. None of them. Right. If there's or all in here, if there's some of them in here right now, they can all attest. I don't play. I don't play. I'm, I talk real tough. I might not be able to match what come out of my mouth, but it'll be close for my friends, okay? I, it'll right. be real close. I do not play by my friends. Okay, I think that's all of them. It is. That was fun. Let me see. I mean, I you didn't tell me we were doing that because I would have came up with some too. Let me find I did one. tell you and you were like, we should just talk. Okay, okay, okay. Here, I got one for you. You ready? I'm just going to do a reenactment. You ready? Yeah. I already know. You don't even got to turn around. <laughs> 
could just stand like that. And I'd be like, oh, I know who that is. Which one is that? That was definitely my mom. What happened? Because she would be cold switching. She would be like yelling at me. And then Angela come around. She'd be like, hey, huh? Hey, what you want? What you doing? And then if I say something, like, ah. No, it was because you was talking sideways out your mouth to Mama Espy. And she said, what? And then she saw me standing there and she said, oh. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Yeah, y'all know how the parents be. They don't be wanting to yell at you in front of the in front of people. They be trying to keep it together. Um, um, I'm a, I want to think of another one. People be pressed to ask you questions. They be asking stuff don't got nothing to do with what you talking about. They just be like, maybe let me just. They always want to talk about politics, but I don't want to talk about politics. Okay, what about um? Okay, what was your favorite dance to do? Even though I didn't like your ass in middle school, what was your favorite dance to do in middle school? And to what song? Oh, I know this. Why you don't know this? At least I thought this was it. Oh, was it? Uh, it had to probably be a Janet Jackson. This if. Yeah, yeah, if. If I was your girl, I don't know. I learned that whole routine. Okay, Lupe. Can you still do it? I could do probably a lot of it, yeah. Okay, do the first part. You gonna do the sound? That's all I remember. That is? Okay. Um oh 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 I got one for you. I got one for you. You ready? You ready? What's this? What's this? The mascot at Holy Names was a cougar. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Pay attention. We playing a game. Okay, you ready? What's this? What's this? It's definitely a mom. Oh, praise dance. Is it praise dance? Yeah, but what but but what you do to praise dance too? With your with your boyfriend who was the past the chain break. You definitely gotta break some chains. You definitely gotta break some chains in here. You definitely gotta do that. What it was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the song? What did you do one to a Daryl Coley song? Uh, when Sunday comes. Yeah. When Sunday comes. Yeah, I need my, I need my mic. My trouble go. You got to get ashy for this part. What's next? I have a new song. Here it go, here it go, here it go. Dance to y'all praise dance to the Daryl Coley Vanessa Bell Callaway song. 
Vanessa Bell Armstrong. Which one is the singer? <clears throat> Chad, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me look that up. But you guys said you guys did the one to it's Vanessa Vanessa. You're not gonna lie to me. That's I don't know what you're talking about. Vanessa and Daryl Coley. I'm about to look this up. I'm gonna tell you the name of the song right now. Daryl Coley. Hold on. It's uh Don't Give Up on Jesus. That's what y'all dance to. Listen. You right. You we, right. Didn't, we didn't have uniform skirts. Can you remember that? It's our song. Woo! Oh, that's right. I know. That's right. I danced with what's his name? I can see D. Who? D. I thought you danced with Tim. No, no he didn't dance. D. <laughs> Do this part. You just did the ladies part. Go at your part. Coming up right here. I'm telling you. I'm gonna sing it. Here it go. Come on, keep going. I don't listen to that today. That's a word. That was a good song. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. If you can't take it, another minute. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) What else? Love what else? Best we done lost all the people playing these I games. I know. Playing but it's okay. It's, 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 was it's fun. Good. I feel it. very good about this because... And don't don't say the 299 people that's still here. I'm they, sorry. Gay lives matter? I didn't mean... Yes, y'all black lives do matter. I wasn't saying that. I'm just saying we have lost half the audience. <laughs> totally in our own zone. Not giving Listen. a blind Listen. damn if y'all care or not. <laughs> <laughs> and it has been so therapeutic. This has been the best quarantine day, man. Um, I'm so glad. I'm so there was glad. something I was gonna ask you. Do I have one more? Oh, I have a good one. Okay, what is it? You you posted this on your Instagram the other day. I didn't respond to it because I didn't have time. But you were like, "What's my favorite story?" Or you ask people, "What's their favorite story about you?" We should share no, our favorite stories. That's about not, you. Hold on, how you said that sound real narcissistic. In my defense. Well, it was like a holistic therapist sent him a thing. Shout out to Yachty. Yes, Yachty is amazing. We love her, y'all. But it was about what was your, I thought it was, how did we meet? Like, what was our, your memory of how we met? No, no, but I mean, they did. You ain't got to feel shame. It was good. It was a nice post of like, hey, if you, but you ain't responsible. The post wasn't, part of the post was encouraging people to also post it as well. So they tell you what they their favorite story you was, and then they post it themselves. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we should tell our favorite stories of each other, and we should uh, let the people go. Okay, you gonna go first since this was your idea? Um, yes, but I, I mean it's kind of hard to say a total. Wait, favorite. somebody, let me tell you this real quick. Somebody said I didn't know Angie had a country accident. I think they mean accent, <laughs> but we should acknowledge this too. Osa Leonetta's husband says. That me and Leonetta have a specific dialect. Everybody plane, does. Every, like, we have a whole way. F.A. says the same thing. F.A. does? 
it's yeah, a whole way like we talk and, and it's just with England. each other when it's not when it's broader than us it don't it, it don't go down that it way. doesn't happen that way that's true. actually crazy. i feel like you kind of talk this way to a lot of people i don't really talk this way to anybody else but you mm, well let's I mean, see. let's see what happens let's see okay <clears throat> okay my my story it's not my uh i don't know it's hard to say because we have way too many stories but this one is a good one i don't know if your people you have ever told your people this yeah so probably not i'm gonna listen but, and, i want to hear it because we have um been in each other's lives for so long you know obviously we went to school together we've known each other for a long time so when angela started down this road this luxurious road to the path that has led her to where now she is where she is the beginnings of that i was there and there was one time i think it was when Maybe this was just after you had finished law school and you were trying to figure out where to go, what to do. And you, you, you didn't go to LA. Did you go to LA first? You went to DC first. LA was for, um, for my internship with Congress. For your internship. That's right. With Johnny Cox. I'm not from LA. I'm from Seattle. Y'all be on. Definitely from Seattle. 206. Okay. So then after you were done with your internship in LA, you were really clear that you wanted to go and move to DC. And there was one organization that you were really, I remember like, you were like, this is where I want to work. Right. And so do you know where this story is going? Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, it was NAPIO mm-hmm. and the I National remember Association for Equal Opportunity in Higher Education. And I remember you were kind of discouraged, if I recall. I can't remember if, like, you didn't get, like, somebody didn't call you back or you didn't get... I don't remember what it was, but I know whoever didn't take that call now is... Um, But at any rate, so you were kind of discouraged about that. And I can't remember why we were in D.C. together, but somehow it was before you moved. We went to D.C. And I remember we were walking down the street. Mm -hmm. And... All of a sudden, we were literally walking down the sidewalk, and then this woman walks by this way, and then you stopped, and you were like, you grabbed me, and you were like, oh, my God, I think that's her. <laughs> and I was like, what? Who? <laughs> and you were like, I think that's, I think when she was, it was Nicole, right? That, that was Dr. Leslie Baskerville. Dr. Leslie Baskerville. You were like, I think that's her. And I was like, okay. You were like, I think that's the, what she was, the president or EB and Nancy. The president. And you were like. I should go talk to her. And I was like, yeah, you definitely need to go talk to her. Like, this is your dream job. It's the job you want. Like, go talk to her. And then you did. And then I don't remember, did you ended up, I can't remember how it all played out, but essentially that was like the critical moment that then ended up, you know, you working there and building that relationship and them kind of going, oh yeah, this is definitely somebody we want to be working here. And that was just like the beginning. Um, mm. And not even really the beginning. That's not the right way to say that, but that was just a moment in your journey but I just remember it's just such a powerful moment of like manifesting when something is really what you desire and just walking through that whole journey of like seeing you in law school and then, you know, the internship in LA and then trying to figure out what's next and then really all the places that you've been since. But it was just that moment of just God's goodness and just his grace. Oh and it's so crazy, Netta, because I don't remember. I thought for some reason my mom was walking down the sidewalk with me. We were nah, in. Dog, that was definitely me. We were no, in we'll never But it's, it's a testament to how much we really are like family, like sisters, because my parents, you were there when I took the bar. I did fail, but you were there when I took the bar. And my parents flew out, too. And on that same trip, I stayed for two weeks to job search. And so I was meeting with potential mentors and people who ended up being mentors to this day. And we saw her 
walking down the street. And that is where I really wanted to work. And um, to this day, me and Dr. B know that was a divine appointment. Know right. that it was like no question about it. Um, no question about it, like at all. And she still is that way. Like she's so tapped into the spirit realm. I just know, like there's things that she told me about um, last year when it was the 400th year of, you know, our um, arrival to this country. And like, she was like, it's the year of Angela, it's the year of truth for black women and all these things. And I felt like the weight of that call, but I knew that it meant something so serious that I still don't think I've adequately manifested. But she wrote me a note that I've kept. She's just full of like divine appointments like that. Mine for you is, um, Leonette has always been an incredible writer and storyteller. And it's frustrating because she won't always write, but um, <laughs> the thing that I remember the most is like every, so Leonetta was the editor of this paper. What was the paper called in high school, Net? Just see the like Seattle Times one thing? Yeah, the one that was like the vertical for young people. What was that thing called? I don't know. Anyway, Leonetta was the editor of it. Like she was, she was, she had a piece in it every time and I'd be so pumped every time you wrote in it. Um, but the thing that I was most excited about her writing, which was so dope, was her personal statement for college. And this particular personal statement for college, Leonetta was also writing for her full scholarship opportunity at Seattle University, which is where she went to undergrad, where I went to law school. And I remember, and we have photo documentation of this. I should actually post this picture for the podcast. But um, when Leonetta <laughs> got the call that she was that she was going to get this full ride, it was like so incredible. But we were slow, and we had not documented the thing. We had not documented it, so we reenacted. <laughs> we reenacted her getting the call. Um, for the, for the scholarship, and Leonetta's on. There's a picture of Leonetta going like this. And there's a picture of me going like this. <laughs> and I still have those pictures in like a scrapbook from high school. Um, but I think, so I think for me, it was, it's just like, you know, it, it's again a, test, a testament to our sisterhood and friendship because there's not a single victory that you haven't had that I haven't felt like was mine. <laughs> yep. Like I was that excited and that pumped. And I'm that much more excited for where your journey will take you. All the places you'll go, Dr. Seuss. All the places. Thank you, best friend. Love you, Thanks girl. For blazing a trail for all of us. I don't know Love about you. that, but I'm gonna keep. I'm you gonna blazing the trail, don't you? No, don't, no, no, no. Why you don't know about that? People. Because know. I think trails have been blazed. I do think I'm walking down some new it's roads. New trails, yes. Trails have been blazed, but then you blaze new trails. My nose just itching. You the you the first person during a global pandemic. To do Instagram live five times a day, you blaze that trail, and you add valuable content to the people. That's just one example. You know what that reminds me of? <laughs> sow the seed and sow the seed. Sow you know what we didn't talk about in our church, dirty? What the 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 significance of Medea plays in our nighttime entertainment. That's probably good we didn't talk about that. I don't know. I love Medea plays. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Do you know how many times I watched it? Yeah, it was good, but I mean, I don't know that. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, well, we no longer on one accord. Let the church say amen. I don't know what your phone is over there doing, neither. Sorry, I was trying anyway. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. 
Is this okay, show up on my live? But my people, huh? Or no, huh? Does this show up on my live? How does this work? Do yeah, I have to save it. It just okay. no. You can't save it. I can save it. I save it. Okay, that's good because I don't know how to work the internet. Mm. Mm. We got Miss Archie in here from Seattle Axel Program. She know about us. Aww. She know about Hi, us doing uh, NAACP Axel Program. That was another body. You probably missed her. our um our Carolyn Riley Payne shout outs. Yeah, I know. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is they say no. You missed that, Miss Archie. Thing. Anyway, praise the Lord, saints. Um, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of this podcast. And uh, <laughs> and uh, pray that my vocals get together for my harmonizing session with. I'm so excited for that. I'm like, like, cheered and Kira cheered. Yeah. Are you going to have them sing, though, for real? Huh? Are you going to have them sing for Yes, real? I really want them to teach me to sing. It may be. We just can they just sing a little bit before you start singing? We just want to hear just some of them a little bit. Wow! But then you can come in. Remember third row. You know what come I feel like that is. Row. This is for all the times when I got to the second row, you had to stay in the third. That's what this must be. That's what this. That's what this must. Did you be. get upgraded to the second row? Yes, sometimes. Sometimes I was in the front was, row. You was cute. What? So they put you, you was, they put, they no, put light skin girls. It's because, <laughs> it's because I can find the harmony sometimes a little better and I wouldn't be as flat. Sometimes <laughs> I wouldn't be as flat. Sometimes. Sometimes. <sighs> you want to do it now? Here, I'm going to go. Here we go. Me, 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 me. You're sharp. You're sharp. You're sharp. You're sharp. You're cut. You're sharp. Hey, kid Team Beige. No, That's don't you. say Team Beige. Say Kid from Kid Playing here. I'm not acknowledging that. I'm only Beige Kid, not because that show permanent state. It's because I ain't been in the sun enough. I'm going to go get my, my tan back. But in the house. Anyway, I'm not doing this with y'all today. Talk about Team Beige. Okay, y'all. Thank you. It's been real. here for five days. Love you, best friend. Five days. God okay, bless bye. you. Bye, Felicia. We love you, Felicia. We love Felicia Yearby and Felicia Reels. You're going to have to give Felicia Reels a hug. She's tired of being dragged. She's tired <laughs> of this church. Oh, y'all check out Dream Create Inspire, too, if you want to get delivered from church ways and laugh at it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Very true. Okay, okay. So here, here's how I want to end this. Let the church say amen. Sing it. We should sing the doxology. I don't know that. That must have just been a culture church thing. No, I was singing the first part of Andre Crouch. You don't listen to gospel no more, either. Thank you. No, no I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say order my steps? You want to say lift every voice to sing? You don't know the doxology, apparently, huh? Like, what I is that? Go. Sing it. How it go? Maybe um, I know the words. Goes, um, dang, now you made me forget. Yeah, you don't know the doxology. No, I do know. I do know. And it. you are in the church board. It's the closeout song. Um, when they sing, um, how it go? Praise God from who? That's knows. how you know. Lena to go to white church. Y'all listen to this. Go sing it, and I'm gonna show you the AME version. Go, go, go ahead. Praise you go. Praise God from whom all blessings God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. 
praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I feel like you were shaking it. There's an awkward silence. So, um, so, uh, how does, how does, um, that is kind of, that's kind of like, thank you, Aish. Yes, I was. No, but they have, the AME church got a different one. It go, um, praise God from, no, I can't get it right. Praise God. Now I can't think. But anyways, in they go, amen, amen, amen. I'm gonna need the AME church to go back to the original. No, but I can't think of how it goes. I can't even think. I was like, just forget it, because I ain't been to a, uh, AME church. You know who we should have had from here sing that? Steph. Steph definitely knows. Stephanie's dad was a bishop. That's who we should have did. Mm. Amen. Okay, well, just like church, it's the fifth benediction. <laughs> this is the final closing. This is my third closing. And now we're gonna do the altar call. All hearts and minds clear. All hearts and minds clear. Is there one? Don't forget your offerings. Don't forget your offerings. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not taking up offering in this church because they're going to take up four in some of y'all's churches online on Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Love y'all. Thank you. For all my children of the light, born in the sinning, but steady striving to do right. My people are warriors. All we know is to fight. Praying. They see God in everything I write here. Yeah.